Good evening, this is the Dr. Zeus podcast, coupled with classic films and dark humor. So you're going to get a taste, but it's we're going to mainly focus on film. So tonight I thought, well, what can I really talk about that's kind of iconic? And I thought Greta Garbo. Some of you are thinking, you're going to talk about Greta Garbo? Why? Okay, here's why. So here we are in this current modern age. We're not going to talk about the political climate because at this point it is redundant. It's eaten eaten itself up like a snake eating its own tail. What we are going to talk about is boundaries. Greta Garbo had no boundaries, personally. Professionally, it's hard to say. It's hard to say because of how, you know, she knew when to stop. She had one bad film, and that was it. Most people have 15 bad films and still don't know when to stop Madonna. And also, the importance I'm talking about is we live in an age of um, openness, no inhibitions. Greta Garbo, personally, from what I read, I didn't know her personally, so you know, I'm basing this off of what we read, which is hard to do. And stories, which is also, you know, you have to be careful what you say, was sexually fluid, okay? And during the studio era, that was kind of seen as a risky thing. Marlena Dietrich did not seem to care. Marlena Dietrich had all kinds of lovers, men and women. That's why I'm talking about Greta Garbo. Greta Garbo... Gore Vidal said it best about Greta Garbo. I don't always agree with Gore Vidal, who died in 2011 or 12. He said, you know, women liked her. Men hated her. She was not their idea of a, of a beauty. And it, and it pains to say that that was women liked her because the lesbian nature of Greta Garbo. Kind of. Some men liked her too, though, because it's like, Oh, look how free she's being. And, you know, whatever she's emoting, it is beyond gender. That's the interesting thing. And the comments that she supposedly would make, saying how she referred to herself sometimes as a male. And a lot of great actresses did that. And who knows, maybe she was practicing for a role. She started out doing silent films, Flesh and the Devil. Um, She did another one, The Divine Woman. Only a few minutes of it exists today. Because back then, film preservation was not a big deal. Now it is. She's really known for the talkies. You see, a lot of the silent stars, what was happening was, Oh my God, can I talk? Can I talk with this voice? Because they didn't really have to talk. They would have the cue cards. And it was done. You know, basically captions. And also the face. The face or... Carol Carol Burnett said it best because she was playing that silent film actress on uh, the Carol Burnett show. Remember? She says, I'm a silent, silent screen actress. See, in those days, we didn't need jokes. No, we didn't need jokes. We had faces, which is true. They had faces. And the way she's saying that is kind of in a way of um, Gloria, uh, 
Van, not Vanderbilt, but Gloria, what was her name? Gloria Swanson. Yes, remember? All right, Max. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. She walks into that camera. No, that's not, that's the complete opposite of Greta Garbo. What Greta Garbo would do is she's, she's going to give you something you never thought you'd see before. Good example of that is Anna Christie, where she talks for the first time and people literally wet themselves. Yes, they did. Over give me whiskey, baby, and don't be stingy. Yes, those were her first sound words. And who knows, maybe she was working with a dialect coach. Back then, you would do anything the studio told you to do. This is before stars became free and go, you know, they'd say, oh, I want to do an indie film. Imagine that, okay? Had they had the power to do indie films, would they still be the great screen actors of the, of the silver screen? Who knows? But with Greta Garbo, you know, she played against type. She did a film called, um, uh, what's it called? Queen, Queen Christina uh, of uh, Sweden. And she was the youngest monarch. And then she decides to dress up like a man to go incognito to find her boyfriend. And um, she gives a beautiful, beautiful performance. And her chancellor says to her, but your majesty, you cannot die an old maid. And she's like, I have no intentions to a chancellor. I shall die a bachelor. And um, yeah, she was dressed in full male regalia as Queen Christina with a crown, you know. And then she... Uh, she finally reveals herself to John Gilbert that she is, in fact, a woman. And so she's going around the room. She's hugging everything. and She's looking at him. And he's like, what are you doing? I've been memorizing this room and the future in my memory. I will live a great deal in this room. And that scene was later redone for a movie that I'll talk about next time called The Dreamers done by Bernardo Bettolucci, who famously did Last Tango in Paris, The Last Emperor. He liked to do movies with the last in it, you know? And The Dreamers is his salute to film, and they play a lot of these classic film clips in there. It's also an NC-17 film. So if I recommend it to you, you have to watch it with openness. And if you have kids, don't watch it when they're home. Watch it, you know... Send them to grandma's house. I don't know. But back to Greta Garbo. She did a lot of great films. She did, you know, Grand Hotel, which she only has a few minutes in. She plays this ballerina. Very dramatic. And she finds out that the person she wants to be with is gone. So she's leaned up against it. She says this line and, and you know, it sent this line sent her into everyone's imagination. She's like, I want to be alone. And the people were like, Oh, my dear, you're going to be very much alone. Oh, you don't understand. I just want to be alone. You know, she had a lot of emotion to her. 
people didn't know what she was really like off screen. And that is the mystique of Greta Garbo. That's why I'm talking about her. Was she really bisexual? Maybe. Was she lesbian? Who knows? She, you know, was she aloof? Who knows? We can only base it upon, you know, whatever she's portraying on screen. Is she bringing a little bit of herself? Or is this some art archetype that she's created to fool us? She did a, a movie called Camille, which is very dramatic. Very kind of... Um, you know, love gone wrong, literature, almost like, um, uh, you know, great Shakespearean tragedy. Okay. And then we come to Nonochka. Now, she had been labeled box office poison because people were like, well, we're not going to go see that. They called her Greta Garbo garbage. They are not going to go see that Greta Garbo. Um, but Nunochka that she, she did with Ernest Lubitsch, it had the, you know, the, her first film that had sound was tagged Garbo Talks. Nunochka was labeled Garbo Laughs. Oh, and she laughed. It looks like she had a good time making that. And unfortunately she wanted to work with Lubitsch again, but her, um, I think her psychoanalyst, Never trust your psychoanalyst when it comes to great film roles. Told her not to do it, that it would be a bad idea. Talk about stupid. And you, and right after that, she retired. She made one bad film. I think it was Two-Faced Woman, and she never did films again. She was going to come back at one point after the war, and she did a screen test, and she never came back. And she later received an honorary Oscar from the Academy. She'd been nominated... I think three times, I could be wrong, for Best Actress, never won, and then just disappeared into obscurity. People would, there were sightings of her in New York City. Oh, did you see Garbo today? Oh, I saw her in an antique store. And some people would come face to face with her and realize, oh my God, that's Garbo. Jane Fonda has an interesting story about Greta Garbo. How they were swimming, I think in Italy, they were naked, and she realized, whoa, here she is, this beautiful actress, and she doesn't have a perfect body. She had almost like an athletic body. And she told her that she wanted to be an actress, and she started to give her tips. So yeah, that's a memorable moment. That, that kind of tells you something about Greta Garbo. Certain things that we don't know. But it still adds to the mystique of Greta Garbo. Greta Garbo. What, I mean, what more can I say about this icon? She did, you know. I think Nonochka is probably her best film. It is her best film. It is her most recognized. You know, she did it with Melvin Douglas. So Greta Garbo was born Greta Louise Gustafsson in Sweden. September 18th, 1905, died April 15th, 1990. And she supposedly died of cancer. Or leukemia. Uh, leukemia is cancer, sorry. She had a long life, but she liked to hide. You know, um, Barbara Walters talked about this years ago. Right before the end, well, years ago. She talked about this before the end of the 20th century. She says... 
it it was uh, some people have a dream. My dream was to one day interview the legendary Greta Garbo. But then, and in fact, I said I would quit if Greta Garbo would grant me an interview. But then I was afraid she would call and say promise. Yeah, but SNL did a really great thing. Um, the late Gilda Radner, who used to play Baba Wawa. Pretended to interview Greta Garbo. Or no, that was Marlena Dietrich, sorry. Um, We'll we'll keep going with this. Played by the late Madeline Kahn. All these greats are gone. And she was like, "Ah, Tonight we are joined by an incredible living legend. The incredible Marlena Dietrich. It is great to be here. Tell us, Marlena, how do you maintain your perpetual roof? I get massage, why go away? And I've had everything left in. Everything. Even my beer. What? Before we go, Marlena, I wanted to know, is that is a lovely coat. Is it mink? Oh, no, it is just a silly wabbit. But that has nothing to do with Greta Garbo. There have been rumors that Greta Garbo and Mark... Marlena Dietrich slept together, but I ain't one to gossip, so you ain't heard that from me. Supposedly, the great love of Greta Garbo's life was, in fact, John Gilbert, her co-star of Flesh and the Devil and Queen Christina. And it they weren't together very long before he soon tragically died. Now, as for the movie Nunochka with Melvin Douglas, there are rumors that her and Melvin Douglas had a thing. Um, Melvin Douglas is related to Ileana Douglas, the actress. So, yes. But Nonuchka is this beautiful film. It's, 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 a, it's a light comedy, but it's funny. Greta Garbo plays this rigid Russian uh, envoy who comes to Paris, um, I think, during the war, to secure these jewels that are going to be given back to the government. And she has her associates, Ironoff, Bolyanov, and Kabalski. And they ring up this huge bill, have all these dancing girls and cigars, and they love room service because they're from Russia. And Ironoff, Bolyanov, and Kabalski uh, later want to flee Russia. So they try to get Greta Garbo to go with them. But anyway, she meets Melvin Douglas and falls in love. And she's just trying. She's not having it with him. You know, he's like, uh, she wants to find the Eiffel Tower. And she says, um, can you point me in the direction of the Eiffel Tower? Oh, it's this way. Must you flood? I don't have to, but I find it very relaxing. Suppress it. And then she's like, um, they're, they're at one point making out. And she says, you are something we do not have in Russia. And he's like, thank you. That is why I believe in the future of my country. And so she just keeps going on. And um, yeah, he falls in love with her. She falls in love with him. At one point, they go to this restaurant. She's trying to escape him. He's, she's just not having it with him. And he claims that he works, he eats there, and it's for working men. And he's not, you know, he's, I think, a lawyer. 
So she realizes he doesn't really eat there. And she he tries to make her laugh. And um, at one point he falls down and it makes her hysterically laugh. And so then after that, she can't stop laughing. So that's what's called Garbo Laughs. Nonochka. Released in 1939. 1939 is the greatest year of classic cinema. There are two periods of, of the golden age of cinema. There's the original age, and then there's the 1970s. So we'll talk more about that later. But yeah, I wanted to talk about Greta Garbo. You know, I can't really do an impression of her. That's so tough to do. But yeah, she was she had a mystique about her. And the stars of today don't have a mystique about them. Unless they're, you know, they speak very little about themselves and maintain some amenity. And it's about the performance. It's about the performance. This is the Dr. Zeus podcast, coupled with classic films and dark humor. If Greta Garbo, Garbo were alive today... I wonder what she would think of society. Can you just imagine? Oh, I faded a hundred years to marry a woman. And now it is my chance, but I prefer to shack up. It worked for Annie Leibowitz. Good evening and good night. <laughs>